No, he didn't slam you. He didn't bump you. He didn't nudge you. He rubbed you. And rubbing son is racing. And welcome everybody to Locked On iRacing. Uh, it is episode, no, we're not going to give you an episode this week. This is the last one for the year. I have left all my energy at the door. I'm here to give you words and that's about it. I'm Peter Wilco Wilkinson. I'm joined tonight though by four beautiful people who are going to fill in words for me. Alex McKellar, welcome again, mate. How are you going? Oh, I'm good. Thank you, sir. Welcome and hello, everyone. Last day of stuff. That's Good. it, last day for about three weeks, I reckon. Uh, we're joined again by the absolute terror in TCRs, causing crashes everywhere. Braden Martin, how are you going, mate? It's not entirely true, but it's probably still one of the nicer welcomes you've given me, to be fair. <laughs> Negative 50, they call him. Uh, and we're also joined tonight by one of our podcast hosts we had during the year. We've pretty much got all our hosts now in one channel. It's great. Alex John, mate, how are you going? Hey, g'day, guys. Good to uh, be back, have a bit of a chat, and uh, sum up the end of the year, hey? That's it. We um, This is our interview as well for winning the Aussie car season once again, so we'll just chuck that in there as well. Uh, but we are also joined tonight by Mr. Aussie car himself, Ira Felberg. How are you going, mate? Yeah, good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I don't but, yeah, know how this good. is going to work. <laughs> We've got five people. I'm going to talk over everyone all night. Our, so you good, Ira? You good? You've got lots of stuff to talk about tonight again, yet again. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's that time of year, I guess. Mr. Mover and Shaker, they call him. So let's jump straight into it. We're not going to do a normal podcast tonight. We've got some questions from you, the punters out there, uh, which we'll go through and some some topics to talk about. We'll just wrap up our years. Not many people have raced except for some F3 stuff and, and Braden fresh off his TCR annihilation of the Gentleman's League. Um, and that's about it. We'll talk about that in a sec. But let's get into Ira first, mate. I've got two talking points tonight. First one is Ira. You've just announced the season return or season seven of the TCR series, your touring car series. What is going on with that over there? Yeah, so basically um, we kind of always said that, you know, when they brought new cars, we knew there'd be hype. So we would um, get it back up and going, and obviously we talked about mostly how that happened last week. Um, so, yeah, and then I don't think we discussed the track list. So um, Yeah. And the format. Yeah, so basically three formats, which we wanted to mix it up a bit, and, you know, Greg was keen to mix it up, and so was I. So um, we, first of all, the first main change is get rid of the 15-minute race. So all races now are 20-minute races. Um, and then a sprint format, three 20 minute races, um, regular format, one 20 minute, one 40 minute, and then the enduro of 60 minute. And obviously the difference there too is, um, going to like an hour and a half broadcast, two and a half if we have two splits, but most likely one, which we can talk about. So yeah, it's going to be a little bit longer and that means a bit more racing. So you know, the shortest race now really is 20 minutes and then you've got a couple of 40s and 260s. So even I think you'll find, especially in those cars, big difference in the tyres between 50 minutes and 60 minutes, especially with no random safety cars. So, yeah, so the track schedule, we wanted to start somewhere everybody knows, which is big and open, obviously. There's plenty of runoff. So Phillip Island and Catalonia, historic, is the second round. 
basically get rid of those pesky shish canes because nobody likes them. They just <laughs> spoil them for fun. Nah, it's a good layout in those cars. Then, um, yeah, Barber Motorsports Park, full course, because even though it's in America, it's more like a European track. Um, and then Hockenheim for their first Enduro, um, which I think will be quite interesting. Uh, and then Indy Road, um, which we did in the Skippies, if you guys remember, the road course. Not the Moto GP, but the road course. That'll be a sprint round. Then Red Bull Ring, um, because that's sort of getting a bit more technical, but it's a good track. So we put it towards the back end of the season when everyone's kind of had a few laps together by then. And then Watkins Glen Classic. So that's basically the oval round. <laughs> I think there's one left-hand turn, or maybe two, yeah, left-hand turns. Um, so it's basically kind of an oval. And then... Yeah, basically, you know, it, it's there's a bit of hype around this season, obviously, and um, if you're going to have like a World Cup season with a you know a good test and a lot of good drivers, you've got to finish it off on the hardest track, in my opinion. And um, it was either Bathurst or Nurburgring, that's what it came down to. And um, you know, even though a lot of people say, I know they say it doesn't race good. Um, if like me and Jay, in terms of broadcast, it always makes a good show, you know. So. Um, so yeah, and hopefully by then, like I said, everyone will be sort of uh, in yeah sensible mode. So yeah, and about the pro am and the am, um, am a pro sorry and pro am classes. So it's I'd say we'll have to get like really ideally I'd want to see like sixty cars, and to be honest, I don't know if we'll get that. So we'll probably will be everyone in one split. My guess is maybe about forty cars. But there'll still be the two, you know, there'll still be the cutoff. So you'll be racing in the overall, but also, you know, for your own kind of, uh, for those people, you know, uh, mid-pack down the back. Um, yeah, and that's about that's about it. Um, bit of prize money, a few new sponsors there, which obviously on the Facebook, all the posters are up there. Um, the points pretty much following similar, you know, one car, one point. And, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I'd listened with interest to you guys talk about it on the podcast last week. Um, cause like, you know, I'm kind of with Alex, to be honest, like the first things I was sort of saying, like, obviously we saw the team top cup, right. And it was like 50 cars or whatever. And a lot of hype, you know, you know the other leagues that have been running them. But the first thing I sort of said to my missus was like, <laughs> yeah, well, how long is it going to last? You know, like, um, so yeah, we'll see. I think there's a few things, um, <clears throat> because looking back, um, when we ran the TCRs before, right, a couple of things, there was only one car, and we got six seasons out of it, but I could kind of, I kind of got a sense interest was dropping off, and it's, you sort of get to learn with these things, you're better off parking it up than driving it into the ground, because once you drive it into the ground, that can be very hard to get these things back up and going, especially if, you know, you know something happens and you know, it gets messy or whatever. So, um, yeah, uh, the fact that we'd already done six. The other thing is there was no TCR, actual TCR Australia, when we were doing that. So since then, they've had, you know, a few races. It's gained popularity. Um, I think if you look, like, on the World TCR website, there's, like, I want to say it's, like, 15 or 20 countries that have, like, a national series. So that's got to help the baseline because... You know, little old Australia, we're just not enough people, basically. So more countries means more cars coming along. And speaking of which, I think there's, yeah, I'm not sure exactly, I think it's about the same thing, 15 or 20 eligible cars. 
and I think already about 14 different cars have actually raced TCR around the world so you know um, if they keep pouring those cars in there's something about it because the funny thing is right to someone like me who's you know already run six seasons of this and then I see all this hype and I'm like and everyone's like oh man it's so cool because the tires wear and you can bump and oh you can actually like you know hit each other and you don't do any damage and I'm thinking this car's been here for like three years or whatever it is <laughs> like it hasn't gone away but what it does show you is that the how popular it is when you can race different marks of cars together you know and and it's it's kind of like a not a blue collar man's gt3 if you know what i mean but those cars are a bit like you touch them they go off a bit like v8s you know in a v8 madison down's going to be like whatever five or eight seconds faster than us <laughs> You know, whereas in the um, TCRs, it's like a second or two, you know. So that by nature means, you know, they've got a lot going for them. So I think the hype, I think it will stick around. I think it's definitely drop off, but I think it'll still have enough for a grid kind of thing. Um, and if we're doing eight-week seasons like next year, that's only like, what is that, four or five seasons, depending on you take a few weeks off each end. So... Yeah, I got six out of them before, so yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. So when's kickoff for the first for for season seven? Is it end of January? Um, January tenth. No, so it's oh, middle we're, we're of January. Into it. <laughs> yeah, so it's a couple of weeks in, and I was sort of aiming more for the middle, but Jay was like, "No, let's like get going," because I guess he's keen to like keep going. But also, if we started the next week right, it would actually be the last race would be like the night before yeah. week 13 so really nice. i don't know with updates and stuff you're just cutting it fine and yeah it's going to be eight weeks instead of six obviously so that makes a difference so yeah, yeah there's definitely. about i'm not sure i haven't looked at the list this today but there was about 33 something already it's only been like a day or two um i'd expect a lot of people more until sort of maybe after christmas over the break but yeah we'll, we'll see uh yeah I'd like to say it'd be nice to have two splits broadcast because I think it would be kind of in some ways, yeah, 35. In some ways, it would kind of be a reward for all those like people that rock over up every week and come like 20th and 25th, you know, like because they would kind of get their time in the sun. And um, yeah, and look, I don't know how long it'll last, but one thing I was going to say, you know, when I heard you guys talking about it last week, saying that. It was sort of Armin and Nara, and although I see Wilco and Braden have entered already, so I've only really got to go to hard sell on Alex. <laughs> um, but, you know, yeah, look, I don't know how long the hype will be around, but one thing I know for sure is that this next season, it's going to be pretty good. It's going to be one of the best ones we've had. Um, so I say jump on board the hype train and, you know, look, yeah, if it drops off, it drops off, then, you know, drop out and go and do something else. But I don't know, there's something... There's a good feeling about this next one, the new cars, and obviously, you know, the names that are talking about entering. Um, once those names are sort of confirmed, I think you'll see a lot of people jump as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, I reckon a, a season like this, you know, with sort of me and Greg teaming up, there's good prize money, trophies down to fifth. Like, it could be a while before you see something like that again, you know. I think for me it was an opportunity to just try something different. My sort of goal this year was to try and broaden my horizons and my skill set a little bit away from just just the one car. So um, I've enjoyed driving it for a little bit and obviously tonight did some more racing in it um, to try and learn some new things. And yeah, so I think it's 
it's a good opportunity just to try something new. Definitely, if you're not in, get in on it. Alex, we are seeing both Alex's join this. Was there a top split um, team's premiership on the line here or what? Oh, it's tempting to think about, as you say, you know, get that first season hype and just test it out. It'll, it's, I think it's just going to come down to a time thing. AJ and I have been talking about doing some more F3s and then it skips and then podcasts and SNL and, and tin tops. You throw it all together. It's a pretty busy week. Someone's got to earn a living in here too, right? I know. I I I, I, I put together a, um, a schedule for myself for next year and I think I've got 14 days a week sorted out, so... Let's just say there is a there is a livery already done. Yes, there is. Well, let's see. Let's, yeah, well, like I said, it happen. might not last forever, you know. Like, it might only, only be one really good season and then it might drop off, you know. Who knows? It's the only chance I might get to beat an Alex across the line, so I've just got to get a little bit <laughs> speed, though. So. No, it's really good. I'm keen for it. Um, I need more time to practice, uh, otherwise Braden's going to lap me, which is no fun. Um, but yeah, that'd be pretty cool. We've got another little uh, series to talk about quickly before we get into the fun of the podcast. Uh, ben Anthony from over at uh, Taipan Events has email or, or hit us up on Facebook. So don't forget if you want to give us some stuff, get over there, message us on there. We I can access it almost all the time. So I'll respond to you pretty quickly. Uh, we mentioned the Big Five a couple of, about a month or so ago on the podcast. Um, just a, a quick thing that someone had thrown at us in a, a this uh in a youtube or a twitch chat and i think tim court might have picked it up so uh taipan events is running this it's all next year from obviously the the daytona 24 hour they'll be running uh 29th to the 30th of january uh so a little bit after the official series uh all the way through so through the bathurst 24 hour in march the uh the nurburgring in the 24 hour in may uh the le mans 24 hour in july and then the spa 24 hour in august uh so five races uh make up the championship uh there'll be prize money trophies race control and safety cars uh they're all gt3 cars in this race so the audi mercedes bmw ferrari lamborghini porsche and mclaren it is 100 dollars to enter per car and each car can have four to six drivers per team uh there is limited entries per round and there is some Pretty good prize money up for the people who win the championship or the top five anyway in the championship. So first is going to be up for, now this is all based on 55 registrations, uh, 2,500 for first, 1,500 for second, 750 for third, four, 500 for fourth. And the nice little cash bonus of 250 if you get fifth in the championship as well. If you want to know more about that, head over to Taipan Events Facebook page. They, you can enter over there and find out more information but if you're an enduro driver you don't get many options like this for a season so definitely go check it out anyone i know we are doing some enduros this year Braden, or next year sorry but i don't think we can commit to anything like that but if you're keen five 24-hour races is probably a good way to go are you in Braden? i was gonna say it sounds like easy money for you pete i don't think so (laughs) 24 hours i'll be asleep for the 21 of those hours if i'm trying to take a day off but no look it's really like it's really good and we did mention it before and it's just good to have something that's going to go over over a year and um give someone everyone a chance so go check it out we will move on to we we hit up everyone on both facebook and discord so lockedonlads.com slash discord um for questions we're not going to do that right now i want to quickly hit up so we've had a couple of races happen since we talked last so 
I know a few of you did F3. So what happened in F3? We'll start with you, Michaela. You guys just talk about what happened to F3 last Thursday night. Well, again, really enjoyed it. Really enjoying uh, the F3s, a bit of open wheeler action, so much so that we were just saying AJ and I popped in and did an official F3. First official I've done other than Skippy's in probably about a year and a half. So uh, we have been enjoying it. Uh, mind you, I didn't enjoy the outcome of that one too much. But the <laughs> Thursday night was really good, you know. Um, I qualified okay. Um, ended up winning the first race, which was, uh, I said to AJ after it, um, when I die next race, just remind me of this because this is awesome, you know, <laughs> and sure enough. Um, but, it, look, it was really fun. Um, got a great start. I figured out how to get them off the line good and jump from fourth to second straight away and then lap two. We were at Phillip Island, of course, and um, I just showed the nose. I wasn't there. There was no overlap or anything. And I, and I think Cam Dance had – I checked afterwards. What do you reckon, AJ? did about three laps of practice. And then dropped it on pole, but literally, if you look at it, he did about three laps of practice. And I don't Sounds know if like I spoke to more than normal, to be honest. <laughs> well, that's it. Um, and he he left room on the inside as if I was going to dive up the inside through turn one at Phillip Island, which, you know, you're flat out in sixth gear from the get-go there. And then, so there was no diving there. Um and I don't know, he just made a mistake and went on the grass. Uh, and that led me through. And I think, AJ, you got through about the same time. Is that right? Mm, uh, yeah, I think I had passed it the, um, the following hairpin because he came out right and came back on right in front of me, yeah. Yeah, that's it. And then um, between AJ and I, we got a bit of a gap going and Cam hit, uh, well, he didn't hit, he had a, well, he hit trouble really. He just sort of got caught up in a little bit of battling and that. Allowed AJ and I to get away, and then AJ did his usual thing of coming on strong in the second half of the race. He just got into the draft, and was I was thinking, here we go. I was up for a win here, and he's just going to come by me. And uh, he just made an uncharacteristic blue and, and got into a battle with Cam. But I was pleased to see it was a top split 1-2, AJ. It was very fun in that race one anyway. It was very good. Yeah, race one. Absolutely fantastic. Race two, <laughs> race two, not so much. No. Say, I'm glad you two were happy with the top split one too, because no one else was pleased. <laughs> what are you talking about? It was great. And then, um, so uh, top ten inverted, which is uh, which is fun. Again, got a, a really good kick off the line. Unfortunately, Nathan on pole. So last week he had the he started third, finished third, and just stuck up the front. The whole took really good advantage of it with a top drive. Uh, this time he just, I don't know, did he stall? He didn't click it into gear or something? And he, then... he still doesn't know. He, um, he, cause he forgot to save the replay. He can't even go back to look, but he's not sure if he accidentally knocked it back into neutral or he never had it in gear in the first place. He's not sure. Yeah. Right. So whatever happened, then he lit up the rears and went nowhere. And then he spun off. Everyone went left except AJ to go around him. AJ goes right and then he loops it to the right. And that was all she wrote for AJ. Didn't even make, I did, probably made the start-finish line maybe um, in, in race two. And then uh, I got away. And Cam and I, I managed to get Cam because he did, um, he made another uncharacteristic mistake, uh, clipped the grass in the braking zone almost into. I like um, this new Cam, by the way. I like this. <laughs> yeah, into, into Honda hairpin uh, after the Southern Loop on lap one. And I thought he was going 10 pin bowling for a moment there, um, but he pulled it up, but it allowed me to go around the outside and I got through him in the next corner up over Lukey Heights and down into MG. So I've gone from 
10th to 4th by the time we hit MG and I've just lit it up on the exit and put it into the wall and I was just, <laughs> I was gutted. <laughs> Only because I was looking forward to having an awesome race too as well. But um, anyway, just hit towed, got repaired and, and went out and just run my laps. But big, I guess... You know, it was the highs and lows. The high of of having a good race won, but the low wasn't so much the accident. It was missing out on having having a, a good race uh, with you guys up the front, and in particular having a chance to have a crack at Cameron and and see how you measure up. You know, because that's always an exciting thing. Definitely. Now, any other words on that, AJ? You want to defend yourself there or not? <laughs> no, um, no. Alex summed it up pretty well. It was a really good race. It was a good field, actually. Um, fairly clean for for the most part, and some good races and guys that I haven't raced with before. So I'd love to see them come over and, and race a bit of the skippies. And uh, and no, it was really good. And and race two was really good up until about fifteen meters into it. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and then I was doing my best impression of Nico Hulkenberg up against the tie barrier upside down. So, <laughs> <laughs> but again, I agree with AJ. Again, driving standards are excellent. Um, I, I didn't see any issues. Certainly, in my race other than the, what those that were self-inflicted. So, and I did see Cameron signed up for the skips next season as well. So, uh, so maybe you, you're tempting me to bring Ira back in on this because um, a, I want. I really need to know. What's what he's thinking of the F3 league so far and, and a bit of feedback on it. But, yeah, we do need to talk. We we skipped over the, the big and other announcement from Ira, which is skip season 12 got announced and registrations are coming in. But, Ira, what's happening with F3 so far? What's, what's your thoughts so far? Yeah, I thought it's been pretty good. Obviously, um, it's been a good little test and something different. And, you know, like, you know, you know not that we take pleasure, but... You know, seeing Alex spin the wheels up, that kind of shows me that, oh, it's a new challenge, you know, for drivers. It's not what they're used to. Um, so people always respond to that stuff pretty well. And, yeah, I thought probably a couple of small little tweaks there, but not too much. Um, yeah, I thought the racing's been good. And obviously having the downforce and having the tyres come into it. And I know, you know, that, you know, we've, we, you guys have kind of said on the podcast before that, you know, it's one thing you kind of wish like that you had in the skippies. But um, one thing you kind of got to remember about that is that the skippies are what they are. And what I mean by that is like, it's it's like, here's what I reckon, right? Sorry to cut away from that. But you'll go away, right? And you'll do other stuff. And then eventually you'll come back to the skippies. And the reason why is because they're like the go-karts of iRacing. It's the most pure form of just like fill them up with petrol, first guy, because... You know, even though week in, week out, that does become a grind, that's actually like the purest form of racecraft because when you start throwing in tyre wear and safety cars, we do that to keep our, you know, other parts of our human brain stimulated. But it's funny, like, you know, I think particularly the older they get, the more you're drawn back to, like, sort of a purer form, if that makes sense. So, But you've got to go off and do, like, whatever you've got to do and enjoy it. And actually, I was going to say that to you guys before when you're umming and ahhing about you know what to do and i know that you know everyone has time restraints obviously but you know one thing that's common all good drivers across the world is you know like look at shane van gisberg and these guys right cameron waters they're driving sprint cars they're driving drift cars they're doing rally cars quad bikes the more stuff that you can get and you know i kind of i had to giggle listening to you guys talk about the tin top cup because you know here basically a bunch of skippy drivers 
came over to race like a bunch of young dudes like Kobe. And yeah, he's going to, if he sees a gap, he's going to go for it. And if he's got to wiggle a bit, then so be it. And that's what I meant by you got to take a different like, mindset in there. And But all these things hone your racecraft, you know, and you can bring it back and always use it to uh, to other classes. But yeah, the tyre, it's definitely good because I think the same in the TCRs. You Especially like, well, not so much the 20-minute races, right? But having said that, if you get a battle going on and you're pushing hard and you just can't avoid it, pushing hard like you can't save by the 15 minute mark they definitely start having an effect on your time any of you guys that got vrs would know that and then the 40 minute race well yeah we saw like how much it dropped away and then you someone like Braden comes back out on fresh rubber and <laughs> like makes up 20 spots so it's it it's definitely a more enjoyable part of the racing as well in terms of the f3s i'm not sure where i'm going to fit them in at the moment um i'm pretty like I've sort of gone back to being more conservative because, you know, I mean, you've got to have a crack. And I did a few things that didn't work. So then you get gun chai, small steps. Um, and I do see a, definitely a spot for them. I think what we'll do for now is, like, just use them as a fill-in, like, if we got three weeks here and there. Um, because the skippies, when they finish this time, I think there'll be, like, four weeks to go. So um, same with the short track skips that we were going to do. I was going to do them in January, but that was before we knew the TCRs were coming. So it's only starting on the 10th anyway. So we'll probably do them after season 12. And same thing with the F3s. We'll probably chuck some stuff in there. But I think it's been good. The other thing is it's widened our base a little bit. What you guys, one of you guys just said about some, or Alex was saying about racing some of those guys, how it's been good and hoping they would come over. I noticed that... um, that I'm going to say this wrong, but Braden Sagasa, I think it is. He's been up there, like, in the top... I think he actually got a podium at the first Red Bull ring in a race. And I know he's entered for the Skippies as well. So, yeah, and then leading into that, obviously, the big name on there, <laughs> the one that got everyone's attention is uh, one Mr. Cameron Dance. So that should make... Either way, it's going to make for good racing. But you would hope to think it would bring a few more out too, uh, maybe... We'll see, so, but yeah, I think you in negotiations a... with Matty Marsh or not? <laughs> no, look, I do talk to those guys on and off. Don't get, don't worry, and Mitchell McLeod as well, because I was like, you know, this would be a good season. I see what he's doing, but he's got work commitments basically at the moment. So, um, and look, if people can race, they will, and a lot of it comes down to yeah, just time and all that. But sometimes you do get a sense for things. Like I said, I think these next two seasons are going to be like good the track list shakes it up i think i hope anyway so um yeah if anyone is thinking and look you know with all the hype and stuff well you guys have seen the discord and how many people like every day so hopefully yeah some people will see the skippies and 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 yeah it's someone was asking me during the week oh what's the most fun you had on there <laughs> oh yeah well it's just got to be the skippies for me really yeah, no, definitely. Um, they are good fun. I wouldn't have done 121 races, apparently, if they weren't <laughs> fun. So, um, yeah, it's going to be sorely missed. I'll probably get back there at some stage once I've ruined my Anscar series, but um, we'll <laughs> see what happens. But, Braden, I want to hear your thoughts. Cam Dance versus AJ, most most premier, what are we, most championships? Who's going to win the next one? Me. No, <laughs> no, no way. Um, serious, serious think... talk, come serious, talk, <laughs> serious answers only. <laughs> um, I don't know. 
I don't know. I, I, there's lots of people that could could win it for sure. Ben, you know, ben if we can, I was going to say if we can convince Ben to come back after his <laughs> train wreck of a season this season, uh, you know, he'll either be one or two things, really, really keen to make amends, or he'll be like, oh, I don't give a stuff. I, I tried really hard and it didn't pay off, so I'll go back to not caring. And well, maybe. Maybe that's the way Ben needs to be. Braces maybe better or has more luck when he cares less. I don't know. Um, yeah, and obviously you got the other, the other Alex. The, the I guess we have to call him Which the one? other Alex Which now because yeah, yeah, because AJ keeps winning all the time. So maybe maybe he's gonna have to remove that off his car and put it on uh, put it on um, Alex Alex's instead. But um, yeah, there's certainly up for grabs for a lot of people, and you can't count out Chasty as well. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. He was, um, yeah, he, he was had a pretty good season. AJ, you excited for for season twelve? You, you ready to go? Defending yeah, for for everything except for Nurburgring because <laughs> I've I've not turned a single lap in our racing at the round the Nurburgring. So, have I, you bought I, the track yet? Yeah, I bought it um, maybe a couple of months ago, but I still I haven't haven't loaded it up. Cheapest. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll see how we go. I might need all six weeks because I think it's the last round, isn't it? I'll need yeah. all six weeks just practicing Nurburgring, I think, and just don't worry about the other ones. I took that's only, that's the, only, uh, yeah, I was gonna Sorry. say it's only 30 laps a week. You got to learn 30 corners a week. You got to learn, mate. You'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, it's actually an official um, around about that time as well. Um, and the track list obviously, Knock Hill, that's an official the week after. Then Daytona Moto, wanted to go ask you guys what you thought of that. Watkins again, classic. That's the oval round, <laughs> in inverted commas. Hungoring for the Enduro, Twin Ring, Motegi at night. And then, yeah, I think two the two weeks after that as well, the two Nürburgring tracks are official. So I figure at least you'll get your eye in. Yeah, the official I, Nürburgring track, the first one is the is a short, stupid yes. one. It misses out half the <laughs> half the track, and then also misses out the stadium section. It's like can it's I tell you? Noble. There's a there's a stupider version of the Nürburgring. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so good, yeah. oh, so it's good. so bad. Like you, you actually use service roads. There's a configuration that uses service roads. It's so yeah. bad. We we've done a um, what was it rallycross car race around there, and it was fantastic. Do you guys think that track list will favour anyone or anyone in particular or not? I think it's so tight at the front that there's not really like that much that much to gain, I suppose. Like in terms of it being specifically a track based thing, I think it's just so tight it's maybe more about who, who puts in the work and and who gets a little bit of luck here and there. We've seen that that's sort of helped throughout a few seasons. So I don't think there's a massive advantage track track wise specifically, but um, there's definitely some tracks that'll that'll throw up some some curveballs or things like not kill that people no one would have driven you know before so there's no no one relying on previous experience and things like that it'll be all who can put in the work before round one. Yeah. Who, so uh, turn turn one there round one should be interesting. Oh, turn one's a nightmare. <laughs> um, how, how do you think it's going to go? Championship on the line going to the ring for the last round. Championship on the line. Double points. Oh, I'd double the challenge too. Like, what is it, 160, 180 corners? How many laps do you reckon we get done in 50 minutes? You guys have done it before. I think last time we went there was six, five or six. Yeah, six. It was six. Yeah. But oh, we had a, a, the, the old safety car for the yeah, last The old sector. random safety car. Actually, that's another thing I wanted to mention real quick. So, we're getting rid of basically 
Um, I think Alex said it last week. Not a big fan of him. Neither am I. Oh, don't so do it no, for me, mate. No, <laughs> no more. Nah, look, and actually that's one thing I wanted to talk about too is the Tin Top Cup. We're talking to Jonathan and the race control. But, yeah, we decided, no, we could get rid of him. And the other thing that will be coming back for the skips will be the compulsory tyre stop in the enduro. So the, you will have to stop for tyres. But, yeah, no safety cars. But, yeah, while I think about it, um, interesting point when I was listening to the podcast last week. So to explain that, basically, before any race, Jonathan and I always have a talk, you know. And, you know, every track's a bit different, and we'll talk about what could be coming up that night. Okay, watch out for, you know, this, watch awesome. out for that. This guy might be on, <laughs> like, sitting on three penalties. He's on the bubble. Just keep an eye. And, look, we talked about the tin top cup, right? The other thing is 50 cars anywhere, right? And it's a one-off race, so pretty much not really rules are off but you know there's not a lot of consequences even though there kind of are because it could affect future participation um you know so we thought there's potential for trouble so i said look you know um in the first lap or two if it looks like you know the red mist has descended you know i'll leave it completely up to you but if you feel it needs it throw a safety car kind of thing just to settle everyone down because the other thing is which what all the drivers got to remember as well is that um, a big part of what we're trying to do is put on a good show and like a good event, you know. So um, we bunch everyone up, chill them out. And then the second one, I, you know, before the race, we sort of talked about it. And I said, look, that random one that we said, I would say if there's a big accident at the start, the first one kind of doesn't count. That's just a restart because I race Speedway a lot of my life too. And if you get a yellow on the first lap or two, it's just basically considered a, first, a full restart, you know. So I thought he did a really good job, you know. And then about halfway through, I said to him, look, if it looks like it's spacing out a bit, obviously we're trying to put on a good show, right? I don't want Madison down to win by 10 seconds. I want him to win by 0.2, right? (laughs) So I was like, yeah. So I actually thought, you know, he did a good job. But just to explain so you guys kind of know, yeah, we always do talk like before the race and, you know, and, and you do tackle things. And that's what I was saying to Alex before about it being a bit of an imperfect science. You know, a race like that, he had to be Johnny on the spot and hand out all the penalties during the race to try and get them all done then um, because there's no, it's not a championship, you know. And I think you'll find that, you know, um, you know if you make mistakes and you get punted, like you're going to drop 30 spots or whatever and it's going to affect your points severely. I think more. You'll, you'll, you will find <laughs> people will take it a bit more uh, easy, you know. And, and all penalties can be applied after the race anyway, so, yeah. Can confirm you'll lose more than 30 positions. Just Well, yes and no, because if you look at some of the points, right, like in Enduro, right, and here's the thing, like I would, my advice if I was giving anyone advice to race next season, I would say don't rage quit. Like if you can drag that thing around, right, because like in an Enduro, they start at 100, right, and it goes down. So if you come last, you're going to still get like 60 points, say there's 40 cars, right? So if you rage quit and you or you get disqualified, then... That's a big chunk, you know, so it is encouraging people go back out, treat it like real. And, yeah, going back to the safety cars, with Jonathan and I sort of said, like, you know you know me too as well, guys. I'm pretty traditional sort of racer, and I don't really like convoluted. So what we're going to do within safety cars now is we're going to treat it like a real safety car. So if there's a bit of a pile-up in the skips in the first lap or two, even if it's in the 15-minute race, we'll all throw a safety car. Because the other thing is now we can control how many laps. So Jonathan, he he always takes a lap off so that because all the iRacing ones we had at Tin Top Cup, they both had more laps on them. He took one lap off. 
so we get good racing quicker so you don't have that extra like you know and that's basically how we're going to treat it so people can either get some kind of repair or if they went off they can at least make it back because i sort of thought about it we discussed like last season did we think it would have made some different results like if ben snell had been for example able to get back onto the line like at least you know like with 20 minutes to go or 25 minutes to go in a 30 minute race i think probably you know so we want and the other thing is we want to try and keep it as real as possible within reason so so yeah no random safety cars but if there's pileups or whatever um and we're going to base that basically on more than a couple cars so if it's one or two cars and they're offline it's okay but yeah if it's more than a few especially if it's like in a lead bunch and a lot of people have to check up or people get damage going off um yeah so that's that's about that since this is an audio only platform uh we're chuckling in the background there about ben snell because aj's there shaking his head saying no it wouldn't have made a difference i would have won anyway (laughs) (laughs) no not to winning yeah he's right but i meant to like he could have climbed his way back up there somehow and that's what are you trying to do as a promoter you're trying to get get them you know if they do drop around how do you make that like lessen the blow you know yeah definitely now Quickly shout out your sponsors for the series before we get into. I want to hear about Braden's race tonight, and then let's, we're going to actually get into the questions an hour into the podcast. Yeah, so for the Skippies, basically, um, we do have one new sponsor coming on board. So obviously, Locked On Eye Racing. Um, thanks again for your support, Wilco. The podcast, Prestige no Trophy and Badge, twenty four seven race control, and a new sponsor, Sim Racing Leagues dot org, um, which is basically Great a Kermis. website. Yeah, yeah, Craig Kerman's project, and I don't know if anyone's been there to look, but it's, it's cool. really easy to use. Probably the best search, like you just put in, yeah, whatever iRacing, racing, ACC, the day. What are you looking for? And um, it'll take a little while to grow, I think, like anything, because obviously even Aussie Car, you know, like it's taken time. And you look back at this year and the difference between the start and the end and all that, um, and it hasn't always been like a straight line. Um, so yeah, I think just give it a bit of time and, um, he'll, he'll do really well out of that. Um, and, um, also in the, uh, yeah, the tin top cup. So two new sponsors coming on board there, simrigs.com and Palmers Australia, which they make like a whole heap of like, uh, body care products and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, and they've put some prize money up. So you guys probably saw that already. So that's pretty cool. Um, about nearly 700 bucks cash and, almost split evenly between the pro and the am which i thought was pretty generous and goes with everything that we're trying to do make sure that you know everybody top to bottom has got a chance of like something excellent how are you doing the split for the pro and the am just interesting yeah so it is going to be a little bit of like basically up to us um myself and greg basically race directors and you know we've got a few consults as well race control and also jay um, but it will come down to like, yeah, so in January, um, hopefully everyone can get their entries in soon because it does help us plan um, times and also car numbers and all these other sort of things, which do take time. Um, and yeah, basically it'll start off with some practice servers and probably like the two Monday nights before we'll actually have like a practice race. Um, and at least one of those will be compulsory. Um, you've got to at least set a time. Um, and it will basically go through this and look between all the drivers that have entered either myself, Greg or Jay kind of, you know, one of those people knows 
um, most of them or you can always do a quick stalk on there and like look them up and you can get a pretty good idea like you know if they're going to be you know causing a lot of incidents or not so it'll sort of be divided between like um yeah a combination of speed but also incidents and stuff and um i don't know how to describe it any better but yeah it'll be i mean like someone like i would put probably you know like Braden, alex these guys they're probably going to be in the pro like we'll go you and me probably going to be in the program but it kind of depends how many people is you there get a bit well. under the program that's what I'm <laughs> you know because if there was enough like you got to remember right say 60 enter right then it's 30 in each split right that's probably like if it's 30 and they're pretty quick i'm probably to be honest i'm probably going to be outside that maybe on the bubble i don't know right but let's just say just outside but then if you get 70 or 80 people enter right then you go to 35 40 cars all of a sudden, 35, 40, I'm probably in the top split, you know. So it will come down to how many people enter and yes. where it will be cut off. But, you know, we, we know the difference between, you know, kind of like, you know, the you know the people that jump on and race for fun and the sort of semi-serious, like, quick dudes. So, yeah, um, it's a bit, a bit of a grey science. But, yeah, it will be based. It, and, look, having said all that, it will be largely based around times as well. You know, because you don't want someone like flogging. Like, you get, might get some really quick dude, right? But he's messy, right? Well, you can't put him in the pro-am because then he'll just flog everybody and be messy in there. So there are other ways of tackling those problems. But So it'll be kind of roughly halfway, but, yeah, with a bit have of grace, depending. Have you thought about success ballast for the um, touring cars? Yes, definitely. Yeah, it's on our list. And it, it has been discussed at this stage, like, probably not. Um just because I think, like, this series, I think you'll find the results will be mixed up a lot more than, like, other stuff, like, typically, like, skippies. You know, where if there's a clean race, the top five, the order's different, but it's roughly the same people. Uh, look, the top couple, maybe, and that comes down to who enters again. But I think you'll find from, you know, anywhere from five back down to, like, 20, 25, <laughs> that could be anybody. Um, and it'll be that old, like, you know, have a clean race and stay out of trouble and, You'll probably do all right in the overall. But if there is someone like way out in front and they're just spanking everyone every week, probably not in the first season, just because I don't like to change rules halfway through a season. But definitely in the second season, like it's on my list of stuff to look at, of a way of like, and I don't think it's, I don't think it would hurt um, basically because, you know, there are a lot of series around the world like BT, British touring cars, that's what they do. They run the ballast system. I think German Germany does as well. So yeah, not at this stage, but yeah, if we need it, definitely. Okay, let's let let's move on because otherwise we're never going to get to these questions. Now, Braden, I just need to hear from you on two topics, please. Well, I'm I'm going to ruin that because without making this all about me, I know. Mr. I don't McKellar care about you was, anymore. I know Mister McKellar was the hero of the F3, but I did get a podium. <laughs> It's a, bit, it's, a bit, it's a bit rough. <laughs> Congratulations, Braden, on a podium in F3. I haven't even watched the race yet, so you got to, You should put this in the show notes and uh, let us know. <laughs> now, I'm coming to you because I want to hear you. There's actually a couple of things. F3, how did you go? Let me know. Oh, now you want to know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, all right. Well, first race was okay. Qualified like eighth or something. Probably had a little bit more time in qualifying, made a couple of mistakes. Um, and then the I was driving okay, was in fifth was watching Sean going into, I don't know what the name of the corner is, the second, the hairpinny thing. Um, it, 
uh, what was it, turn like four or whatever, uh, and I look in front of him and I'm like, ah, oh, Sean's spinning. That's hilarious. I'm going to get a free position as I start to spin. <laughs> literally, like, <laughs> literally, as the thought crosses my head of, uh, you know, oh, look at that. He's spun it on the last lap. I'm going to get a free position. I do the exact same thing. <laughs> This bit about that, mate, they caught it on the broadcast. It was oh, crazy. See the commentators, Chris, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was um, – that was not so good. Ended up, I think, must have been eighth, uh, which made me P3 for uh, the second race. Here is what <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. And then um, started P3. Um, Nathan got a bad start, which was great. I just missed his uh, left rear wheel and managed to get around. But the worst thing about him getting a great start was they completely missed my amazing move at turn two around the outside of Sean Doyle because they're too busy watching Alex or AJ on his roof. This is unbelievable stuff. So AJ stealing was, the limelight again. <laughs> the only airtime I got for race two, so come on. So yeah, so race two uh, started really well, got a really good move around the outside, um, and then Sean had Cam to deal with for a couple of turns, and I was thinking, oh, just hopefully Sean's pretty racy, like, and he had good speed as well. So it was sort of just praying he could hold um, Cam up and battle with him and maybe I was going to be able to scoot away and uh, that just didn't happen. They caught me pretty quickly after a couple of laps and I didn't have the speed to really stay in the toe um, behind them and they just, yeah, got a, got out to a couple of seconds. Sean's tyres seemed like they went off. I don't know if he had a lock-up or I made a mistake for maybe two or three laps and I started to reel him in, but every time I got close, I started to make a couple of mistakes myself and couldn't quite get into the toe um, and then... Had Braden, uh, the other Braden, I'm gonna have to have a, the other Braden now, um, chasing me down for like the last five or six laps, and I was just getting more and more nervous just watching that time tick down. I know AJ's told me before, turn my relative off, but I was just watching this time come down, come down, come down, and I was just like, just trying so hard to keep it in third, but yeah, managed to stay in third, so that was kind of nice. Excellent. So second thing I want to hear from you is quick quick rundown of the Gentleman's Racing League race that you did tonight while we're running late in the podcast. Uh, one word, chaos, <laughs> I guess. Uh, 61 cars on the Brands Hatch indie layout, so the short layout. It's like a 49-second lap. So more cars than seconds it takes to do a lap is always going to be pretty interesting. Um, managed to qualify P5 for the first race. Probably should have been pole, to be honest. I stuffed up my last lap um, and had three tenths um, up before I stuffed it up. Um, managed to get to turn two okay. Between turn two and turn three, got pit maneuvered um, off the track and had to let 61 car or what, 55 cars go through. So <laughs> that wasn't great. So lost about 55 spots in the first lap. Um, finished 48th or 55th or something in the first race. Uh, second race, uh, absolute chaos on the straight. Um, Tim <laughs> caught, uh, rear-ended someone because he got such a good start and spun himself into about 40 cars and literally blocked the whole front tra- <laughs> front straight of uh, Brands Hatch. And had nowhere to go, uh, ran into a couple of people, um, managed to get through and was up to like P25 or something. So I think I made like almost 30 spots before turn one, which was great. Um, and then I uh, had a few people spin in front of me and uh, caused a couple of issues. I think I ended up finishing 28th. And then next race, got a great start, absolute ripper start and made seven spots up uh, into turn one. Um 
and then again had a few people spin in front of me had like a t-bone with someone who spun at turn one and i was putting on the brakes putting on the brakes and they just kept like spinning further and further ahead of me um and then basically had to stop with them just resting on my front bumper and let a whole heap of cars go through but managed to get back up to p20 so it was insane um it was fun ish i suppose (laughs) um if you're not taking it too seriously i suppose which i guess is the idea of the little summer series thing they're putting on but for me it was all about just trying to learn how to race these tcr cars and learn how to get my elbows out a little bit more and not um, just give up positions from people sending up the inside. So for that, it was okay. Okay. And third thing, final thing, how did you, you've had an actual lesson. Uh, how did that go? Yeah, it was awesome. It was um, really interesting, to be honest. Uh, not in the Skippy or anything like that. In the uh, Dallara LMP2, um, sort of in preparation for Daytona, which was really cool. So I hit up um, Daniel Morad, um, who's a pretty big streamer and also a real-life driver for Mercedes. He uh, has won the Daytona 24 hours, I think, in a GT3 car, which is pretty cool. Um, So he knows the track pretty well, so no one better probably to to sort me out. Um, So, yeah, that was really cool. Um, Basically, a short summary of it was uh, we jumped in I did some laps as sort of a baseline. I'd done some practice laps a couple of days prior. I think my time was a 135 flat, which was in 28 degree temperature. Um, then I did some practice at nighttime as well, um, which was only about 23 degrees. And I did a 133.9, um, which was okay. So when I jumped into the session with uh, Daniel, uh, the temperature was 33.3, so a little bit hotter, and I set a 134.75. So I was, like, pretty happy with that. I was like, it's a pretty quick time. He jumped in and did two laps and did a 133.5 or something. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it was really cool. So uh, after we'd done those laps, we went through my data on VRS and um, sort of had a chat, and he was showing me quite a few things. Um, it was just amazing how much time I was losing braking and – um, like a couple of different gear selections and, and how he gets on the throttle so early, but whilst opening up his steering and sort of using the throttle to power out of the corner and keep it straight and get the rotation through the power, whereas I was really relying on the steering, which obviously scrubs off speed and makes it harder to um, get the rotation around and you know all of those kind of things. So... Jumped back in, did some more laps. I was finding it really tough, to be honest. I barely set a time close to what I was doing um, for a fair while, you know, good probably 10, 15 minutes. And I was finding bits of time here and there, but couldn't get close to stringing it together because it was just such a different technique. And, And even some of the lines I was taking were just a bit wrong. So it was really trying to reprogram my brain. Um, lesson finished. I stayed in the session for a little bit. And managed to do a 134.1. So that was in 33.3 degree temperature. was only, what, 0.2 off of my time in 23 degree temperature. Um, And I still don't feel like I've really strung a proper lap together. Um, And my optimal was down to... So so that was 134.1. Yeah, my optimal was down to like 133.4 or 133.5. So still like heaps of time to gain. And I I feel like just like time in, in each of those corners is probably still a little bit more in that as well. So it was really cool. It was really 
interesting hearing just some of the different things that I was doing and like noticing that like my, my break trail was pretty good, but there were times where he was staying on the break for like 30, 40 meters longer than me, but only at like two or 3%. And that was what was giving him enough grip in the front to get on the accelerator earlier and power out of the corners. And like, that was making such a difference in time. And it was just, it was really interesting to see that what 2% break for 20, 30 meters can be two tenths in a corner. So um, it was really, really interesting. So I'm looking forward to having another go. Excellent. Sounds good. Um, you're going to be leading the way for our Daytona 400, uh, 24 hour uh, charge. Good to see. Uh, let's get into questions. Firstly, quickly, thank you to everyone who's helped us this year. It's been an absolutely phenomenal first year. Uh, obviously, bringing on one new host. We've also had AJ here that's helped us out when he can and, and joining us tonight. Ira, with all the help you've done for us this year as well. Uh, people in the background as well. Uh, Carl Withy, uh, not so much in the background, but definitely uh, Carl Withy. We've had a few other people. Tim Harris uh, doing some stuff for us as well. Um, had some support for a while from, from a few other people as well. But uh, the big one's obviously Ash Knowles and um, his contribution for from uh, Brewster Coffee. Uh, Clayton Davies and his support. Happy birthday to Clayton, by the way, for the other day. Um, and made the feature for the first time in the World of Outlaws. So well done. Very good effort. Um, and uh, 24-7 race control, um, all those other places that, that, that got in, gave it uh, some cash out of their own pockets and, and, and helped us out in their own little way. Uh, hopefully I'll get some time to get this, everything ready for next year and actually um, do it a bit more proper. And we've got a few people that are reaching out to us um, and actually wanting to help us out a bit more. So hopefully I can get onto that in the future. Uh, but thank you everyone, especially you guys for putting up with us every week and, and helping us out. But let's get into the actual questions because there is some here. Uh, we're going to start in Discord, lockedonlads.com slash Discord, by the way. Uh, Cameron Dance, the man himself. Are we allowed to ask if Nathan's bad start in Aussie F3 at Phillip Island was just <laughs> due to him doing his best Madison down VIR impression or forgetting to put it in gear? Now, we talked about that before, but Braden wasn't in gear, I assume. It's a... Like I said, I don't actually know. Um <laughs> he's he's, un, he's unsure, uh, so can neither confirm nor deny if he was okay. just going for an impersonation or just doesn't know how to put it in gear. No, no problems at all. Uh, there was a bit of a impersonation um, at Phillip Island in the Tin Top Cup as well. Madison cracking in the back of someone as well who had a very bad start. So Phillip Island's a place to do it, apparently. Uh, so let's go to Tim Cornt, who may actually appear on the podcast next year as, as a fill-in as well. So uh, Tim Cornett's been racing for us this year. He's very, very, very good in the TCR, so I can't wait to see what he can do uh, in the Tim Top Cup series and next to me in the Anscar series as well. But uh, what are the three best things iRacing did this year? Let's start with McKellar. Have you got any thoughts on anything really good that iRacing did this year? Well, I enjoyed Hungara Ring. Um, the fact that it came and that first now nah, give give me this. Just I, I can see you saying, yeah. no, 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 saying he, he looks like he just found a lemon somewhere in <laughs> under his desk and he's sucking on it. But the reason I say it is that first lap that I did there, I felt like I was in an F one car for the first time and just and I was only in a skip, but uh it just made me feel great to be driving that track. Combine that with Red Bull Ring. I know it's 
two things, but really bring in a couple of F1 tracks is probably the theme there. Um, mind you, my love affair with Hungaro Ring lasted until, I don't know, lap three of my first race when I realised it's impossible to overtake. So I'm actually thinking, I'm thinking the enduro there, Ira, is going to be very interesting. Uh, it's going to be a game of patience, uh, a little bit of strategy and all the rest of it, but very, very interesting to see how that one goes. But uh, like I said, top thing for me this 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 year was bringing two um, two F1 tracks that I've really enjoyed watching. Uh, the F1 cars drive around, having the opportunity to to run something that's that's uh, I've only seen on TV. That was my highlight. Okay, uh, I want to go to Ira uh, purely because he's got a, a unique insight, being a league a manager. Uh, what's the, what's three good things that iRacing has brought in this year, mate? Uh, yeah, good question. Oh, well, obviously the two TCI cars, um, they saved the best for like the last couple of weeks kind of thing, but that's that's obviously been huge. Um, I think also <clears throat> in terms of, well, for me, um, the hill climb, and maybe not necessarily because it gets used a lot or whatever, or it's necessarily even part of your thing, but it kind of shows me as well that they're looking outside the box of just... Um, straight up like cookie cutter racetracks another class kind of thing and i mean even the super speedway thing they did in nascar not really my cup of tea but i don't mind stuff like that as long as it doesn't get too crazy but you know even like the new porsche actually (laughs) one of the most fun things i've done for a little while um the new porsche driving center um that they added to the uh hungoring uh sorry hockenheim track um, I went and had a spin there the other day, and that's actually like a bit of fun, you know. So, um, to me, it shows they're looking outside the box. Um, probably the best thing overlooked as well so far, or not mentioned, is the AI and the UI, like heat setup. In terms of like, you know, setting stuff up, it is a lot easier. It's a bit, you know, there's still a few buggy small things that you kind of figure out that if you press A, it actually does B kind of thing, but. Um, it's not too much, and and having the AI, I reckon, as a training tool, and like particularly, you know, because obviously I go test all these tracks, see what they're like, you know, um, how do they race, and you know, you get a lot of duds, don't worry. But then every now and again, you get one that you kind of go, ooh, like that was with the oval, you know, which um will be back, obviously. Um, it's just because Watkins Glen is such an easy to follow to track. I was like, don't really want to do that in an oval. So for those wondering, we'll be back. But yeah, that would probably be the the best things for me and obviously the f1 car alex already mentioned it but bringing that i think that's yeah like all i can say is go do a couple of laps and it will make you feel like a racing car driver <laughs> aj best things i racing's done this year mate yeah yeah i would say the um the mercedes formula one car as well like i did laps around that uh in that thing around bathurst and it's pretty much like I don't know if you, you feel sometimes you can drive with a natural feel of sort of where you should be braking and like you can figure it out pretty quickly. But I did probably five laps in that thing and I was still braking too early. Like I couldn't get my head around, okay, coming into the chase, you can nearly go to the 50 board. You know, it's just insane yeah. how much speed that thing carries um, through a corner. And, um, and I'm really interested to see the relationship as well because it doesn't seem like it's just a one car thing. Um, I watched a video, uh, the iRacing video with um, James Vols from Mercedes, Formula One, AMG, Patronus, et cetera, et cetera team. Um, 
and at the end, the the guy talking to him mentions, you know, this is going to be a relationship, and they'll be bringing next year's car in at some point in the future, like you know, i racing soon, um, yeah. inverted commas. Um, but you know, it's going to be a a thing that's hopefully going to carry forward, and maybe that's why we saw those Formula One tracks like Hockenheim yeah. and Hungaro Ring come in. Uh, I'm hoping that there's a bigger a bigger picture. Um, yeah. It seems like there is, so hopefully, hopefully there is anyway. Now, Brain, besides not bringing in weather, what were your best things that iRacing did this year? I'm not stressed about weather. Don't worry about that. Um, yeah, I mean, probably the Mercedes car as well, just, again, for that relationship stuff that Alex talked about. And the the thing that I found really cool was how they'd basically said that this car is like a car that they've never had so much data for, so they've just been given basically everything to do with the car which i think is really cool like no secrets um i took it i've been a little bit busy last couple of days uh i took around the nurburgring which is pretty crazy so if you want to learn how to learn the track aj (laughs) there's one for you quickly very quickly (laughs) take take it around the nurburgring it's pretty challenging but like super rewarding when you get some of those questions right so when i jump in the skippy next time it's probably going to feel like i'm snail's pace going around there but um that was pretty cool um I guess announcing some more Australian tracks is a pretty big one. I suppose not so much necessarily the tracks I specifically really, really enjoy or have a fond memory of or anything like that, but the fact that they actually are giving us stuff about Australian users in some way, shape or form is always um, a positive. And I guess the third thing is probably, and it's still something, they sometimes they do it really, really well and sometimes they go missing with the community engagement stuff, but just all the different series and things like that, that they've seemed to hook up with and, and do like the, um, obviously the VAE series that had something to do with iRacing in the sense that they used it to announce their two new Australian tracks. Um, they obviously have the NASCAR Coke series. So sometimes they do some really cool things like that, but it's probably something they can still get better at maybe a little bit more community engagement, but there has been some positive steps, I suppose this year. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I've, hundred percent. The first thing that jumped out for me was their commitment to the AI, uh, not only bringing it in and adding tracks and, and cars to, to the list to where it's actually a really, really strong list now, but also adding it to the hosted sessions. So you can actually have the AI in there with you. Uh, if you, if you host a session was, it was a really big move. Uh, the, the TCRs, it's hard to go past when, when you chuck in two new TCRs and, and, what were you talking about? 15 splits the other night, Braden, or something like that? Uh, somehow, uh, I think it was 10, but there's been yeah. basically, I haven't seen a split where there's been less than 80 or 90 cars so far. So Yeah, so the, making good calls like that, and, and as I think we talked about over the last couple of weeks, hitting those those holes in the, the progression um, really well, like they did it with the Vs where where they introduced the Vs as an, as an ent- even better entry-level uh, open-wheeler. Uh, to jump from there to the skips to the F3s and all the way up to the, the Formula 1, they're really starting to, to, to fill out that that ladder of progression and the skill ceiling um, height that we are talking about last week as well. So um, just that and, I, yeah, the the damage model commitment to that as well, like seeing the, the new TCRs with the damage model as well straight off the bat is um, is a really nice handy thing to do. Uh, or really handy thing that they've done. So let's move on to Buzzer, uh, our our best F uh, V8 driver. Prove me wrong, um, Chasty, come join us to, to prove him wrong. 
Uh, is if you could have one choice of track to be scanned that's not already on iRacing, what would it be, Ira? I know you're the king of tracks. What's the track you want in there? Oh, damn. Put me on the spot. Um, yep. One that's not already scanned. Um, oh, jeez. That's a tough one. Um, it is, but you know there's plenty of tracks out there. Yeah, well, there's a couple of, like, pretty crazy private tracks. I don't know if you guys have seen this guy in New Zealand. Made a lot of money in IT and stuff, and he's built a private track, like, on the South Island. It's just, like, in the middle of a valley. There's also a new track being built. Um, uh, obviously, uh, it's in, I think it's, I want to say Virginia. Same thing, some person with a lot of money building a nice track in the hills. But, no, look, realistically, I'd say probably one of the... I'd like to see more of the Australian tracks um, and probably like the traditional ones. We know Sandown, I think Winton and the Bend are coming. So actually, you know the one I really like to see? The the proper Adelaide street circuit. You stole Braden's. Stop it. <laughs> Sorry, man. Sorry. Oh, did I? Sorry. That's By such a good track. Before they wrecked it with the V8s, like when the F1s used to be there, or, or Albert Park, that that would be another yeah. good, good track to have in there. I you're think that's a better track a than F1, people. You're focusing on F1 season and F1 cars. Mm. I, I can't see why it's not in there yet. Yeah, and I think it's a better track than people give it credit for, mm. to be honest. I know Sydney are throwing some money around saying, we're going to steal it. Good luck, I reckon. Like They're not going to go to some goat track around the harbour. It'll be interesting to see how it races with the new new turns um, that they've added. So yeah, it looks like improvements. Rather. It looks like improvements to me. So, yeah, sorry, Braden. I stole your thunder. <laughs> just just quickly, just disclaimer, the bend hasn't been announced yet. But, um, yeah, we're going to the bend this next year in V8. Braden, you happy with that finally? Yeah, well, my two tracks that I was going to say is I'm going to sound like a complete homer here and just going for the SA tracks. But I, my track was going to be Adelaide Street Circuit for sure. And if that can't be done, then I would have said the bend. I know there's been rumours floating around, but... Just not so much necessarily because it's an amazing track or anything, but there's so many configurations and layouts that can be run. Um, I think they just bring a lot of variety in one one track. Yeah, definitely. Um, Mikella, you're the king of the tracks. What do you got for us? <laughs> I don't know about that. Look, uh, just for personal reasons, and and it'd be tough to do because it doesn't exist anymore, the old Amaru Park Raceway in Sydney, uh, as I mentioned many months ago now, used to go there as a kid and see club racing, um, you know, used to see Formula Vs go around there, used to get in the clerk of the course's car after the race and go around and collect the stewards' reports. And there's a couple of little configurations there uh, that you could try. It's not an overly complex track, uh, but I think it would be fun to see it up there just for nostalgic reasons, if nothing else. Yeah. AJ, pick one. Um, the first one that jumped to mind was Monaco. I'd, I'd love that just for hot lapping. Um, but I think it would be terrible to race on. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> potentially. Um, so, no, I'd, I'd like to see um, perhaps some more F1 circuits. So, Mugello is probably one of my favourites that still isn't in the game. Um, but there's so many, like, they, they could just go to Spain or Italy, um, Portugal, and scan some of those tracks, you know, like um, Estoril or... Um, Jerez, a lot of the MotoGP tracks that they're going around on in Spain and Italy. Port, 
Porto Mayo looks pretty cool. Yeah, that cool that'd track. be fantastic. Um, yeah, some of those tracks would be brilliant, but Mugello would be my my first pick. Um, I'll I'll stick homegrown as well. I, I would like to see Gold Coast get in there. Um, I I think if they could also get the old layout as well as mm. a configuration would be the the longer longer version would be beautiful as well. But um, that probably is asking a little bit too much. Uh, I want to see a commitment to the, the hill climb though. I want to. I, I don't have anything to give them, but I would like to see an announcement on like maybe. This year we're going to be doing hey two or three different ones, so we and, and then being able to allow us to do a series like I, I was talking about when we first did it, where it's all time based, like a, a rally series as well. But um, yeah, look and give some New Zealand people some love. To be honest, get get some New Zealand tracks in there. That's what we're missing out on. Fuji, that would be another good track. Mm. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, the, the, I'd love to see uh, Highland Motorsport Park from New Zealand. That that looks oh, insane. Yes. That's a good track. Mm. See, there you go. iRacing, free free ideas. Take it, take it <laughs> to the bank. Uh, we've got Cal, yet another locked on iRacing, who had a really well in the Tintop Cup, as we said. So, Is there a league that Braden would race that isn't televised? Well, he did one tonight, and it went really poorly, so he's never doing it again. <laughs> is that my understanding, Braden? It was great that it wasn't televised, because no one could see how badly <laughs> it went. <laughs> I'll do it. stuff that's not televised. I was just yeah. trying to find out when Mitesy was racing so I could do some locked-on supporting, you know, because I can't drive a V8, so I'm definitely not going to be in there. That's it. Um, so we then go to a, a V8 driver in Roy Clark wanting to know when I'm going to start racing the V8s. Uh, end of January is the official uh, announcement, I think it is. It just got announced last night, Sim World Racing. I don't, we talked about it before the broadcast. I can't remember the new name. Uh, but J-Mac has told me they're doing a pro and pro-am sort of series on a Sunday night, so me and Buzzer are going to be driving around on a Sunday night if I can get time on the computer and away from the wife. So I will put that disclaimer in there. So uh, hopefully, yeah, by the end of January, you'll see me racing around. But Mitesy did have a crack with the Banter Alliance the other day, so well done to him. I don't know how he went, but um, yeah, well done. So... I will go to young Nathan Vernick having back uh, coming back at uh, Cam Dance saying uh, it didn't record so he can't tell uh, if it was accidentally knocked as we said before so uh, that's it uh, and and AJ here saying too soon sorry <laughs> so, um, no Tim Harris is just saying that he's just basically um, got some stuff and he just likes being funny which he's not most of the time miss you Tim Harris. Uh, quickly, Jay Kennedy wants to know where will the lost episodes be released? Um, there are about four interviews out there that I do need to actually edit up. Uh, once this craziness finishes, I'm probably going to take them with me um, for my trip away and edit them if I don't get them done in the next couple of days and then they'll be released in our little break over the next couple of weeks. So by the end of January, you'll definitely hear all the lost episodes or most of them anyway uh, with some really cool guests that we had. Speaking we, have, of really... we have David Haynes, David Haynes, Carl Withy, Jay Kennedy, and we had the OSR boys on, which is going to be a nightmare That's to right. actually edit um, because it was a nightmare of audio, but I'll get there and I'll get it done <laughs> as best I can. Uh, sorry about that, everyone. It's just been a crazy couple of months, uh, but Carl Withy comes back in with the final question we've got from here, and then I'll throw it out to you guys for a little bit, and I know Ira's got a few things to say. 
Um, but Carl wants to know, what's your favourite race this year, for starters? Um, let's. Who wants to start? <sighs> favourite race this year. That's a tricky one. Um, real life. It was really nice to see Bathurst back this year and crowds and things like that was pretty cool to see. Um, and there was some pretty spectacular Formula One races this year as well um, that were pretty hard to go by. Uh, in terms of the best one, I don't know. I don't know. There were some, some pretty crazy races. I reckon um, Paul Ricard, which was a surprising good race because normally Paul Ricard's a rubbish track for racing, uh, was a really good race. Um, watching uh, Max chase him, chase down um, Hamilton, I'm pretty sure it was, um, and get the win there. That was pretty awesome. And yeah, like I said, Bathurst this year was really cool. I know I really, really enjoyed Bathurst. Um, watching Chaz win, uh, so that was pretty cool. Uh, in terms of on the sim, best race, I mean, the Bathurst 12 hours wasn't our best race ever that we've no, anticipated in fun, Rico, but it was, yeah, it was really... Cool well, to not achieve fun. something it like was, that. Yeah, it, it definitely is my standout race of the year as of one that I competed in. Not that we went well at it, but that we finished it uh, as a team. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And then some others. Uh, the race at Coda with Alex was really fun, where we sort of skipped away from the pack and I managed to not know how to count back properly and <laughs> couldn't work out where to be and let, it, let him get away. No, and then slow down on the last quarter. That was pretty cool. Oh, the dirt race, just for Ira. Yeah, I was going to say, you were so dirt. Come on. <laughs> chuck, in, chuck in the dirt race for getting my first Aussie Your first win. It was pretty cool as well. Um, so that's definitely up there. And I guess just a highlight overall for me is just, I feel like I've come a long way this year uh, racing-wise. So that's been been pretty cool to crack 4KI rating and, and just... I just feel a lot better and a lot more confident in my driving and feel like I belong up the front in most races that I do now. So that's that's been a pretty positive thing. I know it's not one race, but that's been pretty cool. Definitely. Um, I've hated seeing you go so well this year. So, yeah, we'll move on to Ira, mate. What Any highlights for the year? Obviously, with Aussie Car, every race finishing within 0.0001 of a second, you've got a few there, but give us a couple that stand out. <clears throat> yeah, look, um, there's a couple that stand out, but I just want to say quickly... Um, like it is actually been interesting looking back over a whole year, especially for me because um, today's December 20. Yeah, so one year ago, 21st of December. Yeah, I had a heart attack. So yeah, it's been a pretty big year. Mm. Sorry. That's okay. Um. You'll be amazed, like, yeah, what that does to you mentally. And so I had a few goals, you know, because it's, it's kind of the rocket thing in some ways I needed. And in a weird way, it's worked out being one of the best things that's happened to me because, you know, I made all the changes that I had to and all that. And, um, and yeah, so when I look back at Aussie Car, you know, where it was 12 months ago and where it is now, um, it's, you know, because I kind of, I'm pretty hard on myself and I was like I didn't want to waste a year you know but spent three months in rehab which took five months and then I did another like three months after that and 
Like it's funny because halfway through people ask you how you're going and you, you say, oh, yeah, I'm doing all right. But then you look back a few months later and you realise, <laughs> no, not really. So, yeah, it's been a pretty big year and, um, yeah, I'm really proud of, you know, how Aussie Car's going and I really just feel like it's just starting to get traction now. And, you know, I always kind of said at the start, like I remember saying to Jay real early on, you know, it's a 10-year project and it really is, you know, like so I'm, I'm in for the long haul. Um, and so far it's been a good start um, in terms of the racing yeah sorry to digress with all that but um, yeah you know obviously I'm passionate about my racing you guys obviously don't follow actually the best racing in the world and that's MotoGP right <laughs> if you want once real racing watch that like and I know I do go on about it but hey if you want to see passing and you don't know what's happening next week and one guy's on pole next week he can't even get in the top 10 Plus, you know, there's a few Aussies racing and all the rest of it. And to me, it's kind of like F1's cool, right? But I don't know. When I was a kid, there was something... Like, you know how we were always attracted to, like, Evil Knievel, right? The Daredevil, right? Well, when I went to the Speedway, right, I remember seeing the stands, right? And I thought, ah, oh, those guys are cool, right? But see those crazy dudes in the midgets, right? I was like, that's what I want to do, <laughs> right? And there's just something about those people I just thought... It's like the MotoGP riders, right? It's like the last modern-day gladiators. Like, they seriously can die every time they go out there. And it's it's a bit like big, those big wave surfers. For me, they're kind of like up there with people who, you know, put their balls on the line, literally. And, yeah, don't get me wrong, everyone's dangerous and all that. But, yeah, um, best race for me, the one that sticks out really actually was Dover, mainly because, you know, I'm running, like, three wide, three back, <laughs> you know, 0.2 off the lead. For lap after lap, trying to figure out how am I going to do this. I hope you went three um, wide in the first five laps, though, Ira. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks for reminding me. Uh, like, yeah, it's been a good year. A few small mistakes, but and in terms of real wins, like, yeah, I have to say that Chaz's win at Bathurst was, um, you know, someone who's watched Bathurst through seventies, eighties, nineties, and I kind of went off it for a long time. But that's partly a lie, really. Like, you always take notice and you look, you might not watch the races and, you know, having Chaz win like basically and effectively is like what my, my old team that I always followed from back in the day, I'd say that was probably the best memory. And like Braden said, seeing the fans back, it made you realise too, right, like how average racing was without fans there. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I can't wait to be there next year. Uh, AJ, mate, what is a highlight from this year race-wise? Uh, race-wise, real life, I would say Monza. Seeing Danny Rick uh, get back on the, the top step of the podium finally and sort of redeem himself a little bit for, for a really tough start to the season. Um, that was really, really nice to see because I feel like he's underrated and, and it's it's sort of getting to the point where it's make or break as well. So, um, yeah, that was nice to see and hopefully he does good things next year. Um in terms of eye racing, I, I can't remember us, Alex, doing any enduros this year. Like usually we would do a Le Mans 24 or something. No, um, we did. We, the only thing we did was that European endurance race in the LMP2, but it doesn't yeah, really count. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, and those, those, it doesn't even matter the results. When we do the 24 hour races, it's just, it's always a highlight just to you know, finish the race and 
you know, someone's computer always shuts off halfway through their stint or, you know, some Someone doesn't thing. bind a, a pit speed oh, in the button. Russell. Oh. <laughs> How good was that? So the story there is we're doing the 24-hour at Le Mans and it, it, think about it. You think, oh, I'm going to come in, I'm going to speed. No, no, no. He got in the car and he couldn't get the pit limiter off. Mm. <laughs> so I had to tow. <laughs> so did he, he tow? He did a whole lap with the pit limiter. No, no. He, he, I'm he pretty tow. sure he towed. He towed. Because oh. <laughs> we were on the lead lap. I think at that point. Anyway, but it was funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just rustled things. Yeah. Um, but no, in, in terms of racing, just all of the, yeah, the Aussie car races, I can remember some bad ones. Um uh, but yeah, there was there was a lot of good, a lot of good close ones as well. I was, I was going to say, how's AJ going to narrow it down just to one <laughs> one of his many many victories? You know, <laughs> uh, no, there were there were some good ones. Uh, probably the most memorable one is um, uh, what's the the UK circuit? Um, Donington. What's the one with the Johansson first corner, Alex? The Johansson line through the first corner. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm thinking uh, Alton Park. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, Alton Park, um, because I was quick there, which surprised me because I was slow in practice, and then I think I got two poles and two wins. And it, yeah. I remember you coming into that because mm. you were—I think you were leading the championship at the time—but you were filthy at yourself because you hadn't won a race. You think, how can That's I win right, this yeah. championship and, not and I haven't a won a damn race? Yeah. And then he goes on, he wins both of them. Yeah, so that was that was probably the most memorable. That was that was good. Alex McKellar, mate. There, there, there's a long, like AJ. There's a long list of victories there. There's a long list of everything. But I know, I know you want to share that some SNL stuff as well. So give us your highlight races. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Um, look from <laughs> just, just from... you know the biggest ever strength of field in history. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So three things. Three things. If I think about real world, the F, like I mean, the F one season was amazing. Like drama packed. I can't wait to see the Netflix series, but. Um, for me, the real world racing, and now I don't watch a lot of V8 supercars, right? But at, I said it once a couple of weeks ago to see the and compare the E series, the 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 sim races and the quality of the racing that they put on, not the real world drivers, but the sim races in the E series, mm. and then the like after that Bathurst race was amazing, right? Then you followed up a few weeks later with the real life return to racing at Sydney Motorsports Park. Just I only watched the first round there, but it was amazing to see how close they were in terms of competition and and the racing was brilliant. And again, that's not I'm not a big V8 fan, but I, I was I really enjoyed that. Um, from a personal racing experience. Um, I'm really glad I came back to Aussie Car. I did a couple of races early on, and I, and it was and and are a, a better reflection on you than me. Um, I I I I wasn't sort of my mindset wasn't right for it, so I left, which was probably a a good thing because I didn't burn any bridges. And then when I came back, I had a, had a different attitude, and it's and it's it's uh, it's helped. Um, but out of the the six seasons that I did this year, obviously the the season that I won was my favourite. Not because I won it, but because I enjoyed the racing the most. I love a Grand Prix circuit, as I always say. Some of the racing I had with Ben, and I think whenever we were in a fight, I never pipped him, but we had a dead heat. We had like an absolute triple zero down to the thousands dead heat. We had others that we were within thousands of each other, and I really just enjoyed the competition that season. Um, so that was that was my favourite part of racing this year. And finally, of course, um, SNL. Uh, 
had our, our most amazing season ever and the community support that got behind us in that. And, and I've said it, I think, once before, this was very close to being our last season. Uh, we went into it thinking, oh, you know, uh, we 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 put the time and effort in. Well, I don't go racing and all the rest of it, and I just didn't feel like the community was buying into it so much. Uh, and then to come out and have, like you say, the strongest strength of field in history in Skippy's, um, the in fact four five k plus strength of fields. We had a week off this week, right? And we're coming back in in sort of the second week of January. It was still a four point seven k soft in that time slot, you know. Um, so it was the people, I, I really, I do stuff like that for the people and to see the people sort of buy into it and respond, uh, this far in 25 seasons in was tremendously rewarding. And, and I, I hope you get some sense of that in what you do as well, because it's, I always say there's one in every club, whether it be a football club or a, whatever little pocket of community that you're a part of, there's one person behind the scenes that's just doing so much of the heavy lifting uh, and it goes unseen, it's invisible, but the fruits of their labour bring so much to everyone around them. So, uh, mate, I hope you get that sense of satisfaction from what you do as well. But certainly my season in SNL this year was was a massive highlight. So, yeah. Um, I guess I've got to say some too. Um, real life, look, I want to shout out Scotty Mack going over to IndyCars and getting Rookie of the Year. Uh, tried to watch as much of that as I could and, and you know, getting a podium in an oval race and, and things like that. Um, just phenomenal effort and I can't wait to see what he gets to do with a full season under his belt, going to tracks he's already raced at in the future. It's, it's something... It's going to be really special, I think, and yeah. and all all broadcast on stand next year, I hear. Yeah, apparently. So you have to pay for stand. No, no thanks. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll find other ways. But yeah, no, definitely. The the, the Australians getting behind it is is definitely a really cool thing as well. But uh, Bathurst, as as we sort of pointed out, was about the only race that I actually got to watch this year. Um, it's been a horrendous year on my my side of things in my personal life. So, um. I, I think, honestly, if Ash Knowles didn't sponsor us for a year, I think I would have just walked away from this thing a long time ago, But um, especially this last couple of months. But um, I, I really do want to watch some more actual in-real-life racing next year so I can, I can get more into that. But as far as eye racing, I think Dover, I hate that... I Look, Dover, the first time we went to Dover, I've still got the screenshot on my rig... We had, I think it was seven cars in the top 10, Braden, on the pole qualifying. Uh, and I was the fourth one on the qualifying, which it's the best qualifying I've ever done. Uh, really, you know, kept it with everyone and, and had a really good race. You know, multiple top 10s, I think, that week. Um, that's definitely one of the highlights. The Bathurst 12-hour. Um, the, the actual V8 Scops um, Bathurst 1000 to watch was really phenomenal too. Um, I really, really enjoyed that one. Um, but yeah, I guess winning the uh, Road to 2K Cup, which seems like forever ago and that it didn't really happen. Uh, it's just that I look over here and I see the two trophies when I got second or third. A third it was and, and first. reminds myself that it actually did happen. Um, and and chucking it the first ANSCAR race 
ever I did chucking it on 10th at Daytona uh, in a, an absolutely strong field only to stuff it up because I didn't do my steering ratio right one lap in. Um, but just knowing that I had a bit of pace there was 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 many one of the many highlights. But I'm um, looking forward to a bit more Enduros, a bit more Oval and a bit more um, team stuff. I, look, I, I'm... It's not racing, but oh, it's not a race, but locked on racing itself, the team, from where it started as a bit of a joke to where it is now. I don't even know how many drivers we've got. Um, that's how crazy my brain is going at the moment. But um, thank you to everyone who's come on board and and stuck on board and, and willing to put in their own time and effort to, to push this thing further. And we've got more car liveries than ever. Um, we're, we've got a Ford and a Holden about to be racing. We've got the next gen um, cars about to come out. We've got the we've had the F three. We've got all the TCRs about to be properly painted up. Finally, um, Tim's doing an amazing. Tim Corn's doing an amazing job in the background. They're doing all that work. It's just yeah, amazing stuff as well. You the LMP two car, which will be properly racing next year, and and, and having a crack at a few enduros. We did two enduros this year. Uh, watching the Petit Le Mans from from Locked On Racing's point of view was was really good as well. So, but the growth of our team uh, and the group of guys behind it, um, I've I've talked at length before about getting a Scops car and to have Locked On I Racing on the side of Chastanov's car going into next season. Next season is just yeah, blows me away. So, um, yeah, sorry I couldn't narrow it down to one, Carl, but we just chucked everything <laughs> I I could at you. Um, Quick question for everyone. One thing, first thing that pops in the mind. Mikella, we'll start with you. What's the most? What What are you most excited about for twenty twenty two? Oh, to be honest with you, the taste of the F threes in the last couple of weeks. I plan to do a bit more of that this season. I'm excited to. I love fast open wheel cars, and uh, did it did an official yesterday with AJ. Terrible result, but the racing up until up until I, I self-imploded was was really, really enjoyable. Surprised myself because the F3 series, particularly the fixed one, doesn't have the best reputation, uh, but uh, the racing was was great. It was nice to be in and around the mix up the up the pointy end as well, and it was 3.1k soft. So enjoying, um, yeah, enjoying the prospect of racing something in addition to skips on a semi-regular basis if I can, you know, stick good to my word. That's it. Can we get uh, underneath your car painted as well, just for Alex John's sake as well? <laughs> um, get get Bray- me on on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Braden, what are you most excited for for 2022? Yeah, just trying some new things. I think it's time to branch out from just doing the skippy as much as I love it and the racing is fun and and I've gotten semi-competent at it. Um <laughs> Just, yeah, trying some new things and, and expanding my skill set a little bit more um, is a bit of a personal goal for myself, I suppose. Excellent. AJ, what are you excited about besides winning 40 more championships in, in Formula Skip Barber? What else? Uh, rain. Crossing my fingers for rain. I'd really yeah. love that to come to iRacing and have a go. You stole it. You stole mine. 100%. <laughs> that's what I'm, I'm in for. Ira, what, what is yours? Yeah, he stole mine as well. I was going to say <laughs> weather, rain, and also Aussie tracks. And um, just lastly, I'll just say real quick on behalf of all the regular listeners, um, which is me normally, I just want to personally thank you guys for um, putting this on every week because, you know, it is, it's become part of our community and it started from a small thing. But, yeah, I just wanted to, you know, say to you guys, don't, you know, 
play down. I know you joke about it, Wilco, but like seriously, look at what you've created, you know. And it's not just you locked on, but you know the whole community coming. And you know, just stay the course. Like I know it's you're grinding now, but look at Alex, right? Twenty, thirty something seasons he thought he was all over, and then he has the best season he's ever had. So yeah, and it's one thing when I did have my heart attack, and I was like reassessing my life one of the things i kind of looked back about and thought well what would i change some of the stuff that i just kind of gave up on i was like you know what all i had to do was just keep going yeah yeah no, def- like i said it's i've i've got stuff in my life at the moment that um yeah it's it's not fun and and like you said when you when you tell people you're okay five months after a heart attack and then you look at the difference like I'm saying I'm okay at the moment, but I'm clearly not. So, um, yeah, it's definitely kept me going. So, um, I'll just be aware that, you know, you're bringing a lot of enjoyment to a lot of people. And I know there's a lot of people out there who are waiting for it to come out every week, you know. I'm checking my phone. It's not out yet. It's not out yet. (laughs) I'm looking at the numbers. It doesn't tell me that there's a lot there, but no, it is. It feels good. I'm just trying to find the charts on my phone. That's why I'm looking down and playing with my phone here at the moment. But, um, I wanted to shout out. We, are, uh, the, I've done podcasts in the before, and and they've never they've they've charted on iTunes a bit, but never consistently. I think we're for the last six months we've been on the top um, two hundred lists of five different countries consistently, and I think that's yeah, it's, it's blows me away that I wake up every morning to that email and I'm like we're still on the charts, um, so. Yeah, it's it's good. And look, if I can get the time, I'm excited for 2022 to see where we can take things. I really enjoy broadcasting with with Braden, and I think it was really good fun. Uh, I don't know where I can fit that into my life, but it would be another cool little thing to be able to throw out there and and be able to do. And you know, extending the the hosts lineup and and getting more people in, so I don't have to do it every week. So that gives me a chance to to do stuff is another thing. Um, we've got like three or four different shows we'd love to do, like one that's more like this each week rather than just news and results where we just sit there and just chat about stuff um, is one of the key ones that I want to do and, and more educational ones. Um, there's just so many different ideas that we can like only do with them. What, how to spin, how to spin and spin well and how to get <laughs> off the start. Nathan Verney's going to be leading that one. Um, so... But yeah, that it's only thing we can only way we can do that is if we've got six or seven or eight sort of behind the scene hosts that, that can sort of fill in and do stuff and, and, and stuff like that. So getting more results in from different leagues and I'm know I'm in discussions with many people to do that for us, but you know, getting stuff like that, um, that's where the future is for twenty twenty two for us and we've just I've just got to get time to really nut it out and do it. But Carl does finish with a with basically what you said, Ira. Thank you for and job well done to us. So thank you for that. Um, I don't have any other questions at the moment, but Ira, is there any other questions you got for us? Quickly, I oh, know Braden. Braden wants to say something. Let's go. Well, I've been saving this one, but you guys, well, three of you kind of answered this already. But I was going to say it's coming up to Christmas, so iRacing Santa Claus is out there. You you get one thing, one <laughs> thing you can get for iRacing for Christmas from from iRacing. What's it going to be? Alex? <laughs> Which Alex? Oh, Which Alex? <laughs> the other Alex, but the, the new other Alex. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What, you mean four iRacing? Yeah, or... like four iRacing. One thing they can do, change, bring. 
I know what, <laughs> I know what he was going to say then. Yeah, I, I know. I rating per car is what he's going to say. Yeah, well, there's that. No, no, no. Well, actually, I was thinking a bit diversifying, um, a bit more diversely than that. Or uh, I was thinking. I'd love to be able to make uh, a VR stream look better. I don't like the way they look, um, and I don't know how to do it. Like I've seen them set up and all the rest of it, but yeah, um, that's something else. Because I like—I I used to really enjoy streaming, but I, I don't like um, VR streams. Like personally, to, to watch, they're not as engaging. Um, but I enjoy racing in VR, so I sort of can't have it both ways. So I, I don't know. Maybe that's think, something I'll challenge myself this year. I, I think there's an option that. I, I would like to see them look into it where you could flag that you are a streamer, right? And, you know, get it get it verified, obviously, but then you get a second account, which is not for racing. It's just for viewing. Um, and you get all the tracks that you've bought on your main account given gifted as part of the viewing package on your streamer account. That way you can set up the replay uh, on if you obviously if you're going to be streaming iRacing, you want a second computer to do it, but that is that is a solution I think that that is quite feasible, and I think it would get better streams and better content out there in the future. Like that's how I did six months of the season. I, I was buying. I've got a whole second yeah. account that's buying buying things, and, and it looked great, but it's just too hard to keep up with. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's obviously how the SimSpeed guys are doing it with their picture-in-picture and the the different yep. the, the quality of the, the production that they have there. I've thought about it. I even bought a temporary account. You know, I'm not a big fan of what we call them Smurfs, people yep. who race under second names and all the rest of it. And they're somewhat more cavalier with their, their secondary Smurf accounts. But um, so the irony is that I had an Alex McKellar too because I was thinking about doing that kind of stuff in terms of having a, a, a you know, for broadcasting or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's never and – and that's the thing. If, if they could simply have it so that you get the content, it's not allowed to race, you know. Yep. Or what, just flag it, do whatever it is, don't care. Um, just, zero zero yeah. I rating for that account. It's just – you. You you are zero I rating or not even R. You get a there's a different license there which is no license and you know but yeah. you can view whatever track you own and car combo you own on the other accounts. So. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, you talked before about um, I racing not necessarily engaging well enough with the community. I think there are so many more broadcasters popping up at the moment, and it's all do it yourself. Is this there's you know so there's, there's nothing. There's no support there. Um, but you have Australian to have the podcast. iRacing logo on there to do it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and so, and I get that it's their content and all the rest yeah. of it. But yeah, a bit better support because you know streaming, whether it be iRacing or anything else, it's it's so engaging. It's how you get people into your stuff these days. I mean, I can't think of any other platform where iRacing is getting advertised. I don't see it pop up in my feeds of anything. No, right, well, other than what I found myself. Free advertising for your game. All of a sudden, someone's got this really good-looking, you know, stream. Oh, what is this? Like, oh, they're just flicking through it. Oh, this looks really good because yeah, and, and you've put in the effort, yeah. not iRacing. You've put in the effort to make it look yeah. good. Yeah, exactly. And the people I've shown stuff every now and then because nobody outside my iRacing life cares about iRacing, right? But every now and then I, I show them. I show, they say, oh, why can't you come out on a Sunday night? Well, here's, here's why. And they have a look at they think it's a real TV yeah. broadcast, you know, and that's not a necessarily a quality statement on what we do. We just have a bit of fun on a Sunday night. But you can make it look 
okay, but it's all it's all DIY. So I think a bit better support for some of the people. Like you look at this podcast, you look at the podcast I used to do, you look at the 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 twenty five seasons of of SNL plus all the stuff that Simspeed do. I don't know what sort of relationship they have with iRacing or not, but uh, long story short, I think they could invest in their community a little bit. It wouldn't take much. Yep, definitely. Uh, we're going to go to AJ. Magic Christmas wish. What are you getting in, in iRacing tomorrow? Or <laughs> tomorrow. Um, yeah, well, I already said rain, didn't I? Um, no, we Alex and I stumbled across um, some really good car manuals. Uh, that are yes. really detailed on how to drive set up um, like just the the LMP2 was it LMP2 or LMP1 it's like 25 pages or something you could you could print it out and sit it down uh, sit down and you know read it as a coffee book and really interesting but there's only I think most of the GT3s LMP1 um, or 2 or both and a couple of other cars NASCARs all the oval cars obviously there Street um, stock. Who needs one for street stock? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, if I could have uh, one wish, it would be that they would do that for just every car. And I don't know why on earth they haven't done that on release for every car. Uh, and it all came about because we were like, how the hell do we launch this Hyundai TCR car? There's like five <laughs> bars coming up on my screen and they're red and blue and purple. And, um, and yeah, it's and then all Alex... our chat has been in the team chat all week. Oh no, yeah, and Alex, um, yeah, came across that, and I ended up having to go and find some random um, YouTuber's video on how to start it because there was nothing, you know, on online to tell you how to start this damn car. So you both said it was somewhere. Where was it? I couldn't I, find it. Look, I'm I'm hundred percent sure I read it in the notes section. Of the release the garage. No, no, no. Garage. no your, where's the garage? Where's the garage? In your in the game, you go to the yes. garage, do your setup. There's tires, oh, chassis. Oh, sorry. In game. All right. In okay. Game. I'll go. Yeah. Okay. Notes. All right. And then bottom of the notes. It's, it's It literally is buried at the bottom. You've got to scroll down to find it. It's there. I read it. It's 100%. Mm. No one else so can again, see it. So, again, why didn't iRacing support just say, go look there? Why did they <laughs> say, go check the forums? I mean, please. And then please spread it around to everybody for us. Yeah, well, yeah. Make they? sure everyone knows. Just, just put it in the forums. Someone will know. Someone will read the bloody notes in the garage. Yeah. Cheapest. But, Where were you, Wilco? Come but, on. But, yeah, these manuals, though, like, uh, you, you hover over a setting in the game and it will give you like a sentence or two. Um, but then these manuals, they just take it to the next level. Like it's a full paragraph on each setting and what it does. And yeah, it, just come on iRacing. Just get on that and do one for every car. Do it on release. You know, you pay money for these cars. At least give us a, a, a simulated car manual to go with our simulated car. Definitely. Ira, can I just throw one at you that I hope you'll say, but then I'll give it free so you don't have to say it, is give us a race weekend. Is that what you want, where you can do a quality race, quality race kind of thing? Yeah, um, definitely more options with the servers and having two qualities in the one server would be nice. Um, but, yeah, I look, in a lot of that stuff, they need to tidy it up. But I think all that stuff that we are talking about too, just then, I think a lot of it just comes down to time allocation. They, they have a certain amount of time, it's like us, and they allocate it and it runs out and certain <laughs> things don't get done. And I'm sure given time, they'll catch up on a lot of those manuals and stuff. And what you were saying before about the SR, I actually think that's, there's a good chance SR per car will probably be a real thing um, because there's so much about it that makes sense, right? The other thing is 
they're looking for more participation that's what they want so we know ourselves right it stops us from going and do gt stuff because you don't want to wreck your skippy score and all that kind of stuff so i actually think and look i have seen in other games like i remember well, i won't go into all the details but when hunter first started they had a certain scoring system a lot of people didn't like it there was a few things about it like the score that you got on an animal was affected by the animal you shot before and there was a few things about it i mean another guy actually argued right what if they've actually got like a plan for something bigger and better and this is just kind of like all we've got time for for now and sure enough that's actually what ended up happening you know and they totally re uh, overhauled it you guys have probably seen it in plenty of other titles as well it makes sense i think it's just a time thing and it's like pit crews right they start with nascars then they roll them out to the other cars so yeah i think sr per car or yeah would be a big thing that's something and and just refining the yeah the server process but same thing this at the moment they're stuck halfway between the ui and the old website and a lot of my stuff i actually do through the old website right just because i know that system i know it works but then when i do heats i got to go and do it through the ui so you know i think just give them time and look this old boy used to play space invaders you know so (laughs) I'm, i'm honestly pretty happy with whatever and obviously rain that'll be That'll be amazing, I reckon. Yeah, can't wait. when the weather comes. Yeah, uh, look, the I, the IR per car before we get off that. I mean, like I said, AJ and I jumped into a a, a fixed F three race uh, yesterday, and we we posted a couple of animated gifs in our chat. And I'm going, oh my gosh, I've got to put my, my Skippy I rating on the line, and he's just going, yeah, I've got like three k or something. What do I care? And all the rest of it. And I'm sitting there going, you give me, uh, oh, I don't know, even because you start at fifteen hundred in the background when you're in rookies, right? I, I don't think you give someone who's been doing it for five years fifteen hundred, but don't. You know, start them at 2K, start them at whatever, right? Because I walk away from that race. Uh, it was it was the, like normally this, I was watching it over the weekend. The softs were about between 1,800 and 2K. We rock, The one race we rock up is like a 31 and 50, right? And I was going, please, give me a break. I wanted a soft entry into this thing, right? Um, and then I just make a mistake and I, I'm down 130 out of, uh, in the blink of an eye, right? In Skippy Town, that's... I don't know, six, ten races, depending on, on how you go. If, if Midweek race, because uh, I don't get to race the big one, you, you win a race like that, you get 20 I rating. Um, so and it, I've just got to get over it and just literally see it for what it is. Originally, I rating, and I think, I don't know if we said it before, was a matchmaking system, and they've, they've displayed it, and it's become... There, oh, I won't use the language that some people use, but it's 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 just a, a contest of some description, right? He's probably fine after, after a few races in the F3 that it'll like it'll only be rough at the start. Once you get a hang of them and all that, and kind of recalibrate your brain, I reckon it'll even out. The racing, the racing was really good. I just made a mistake that I wouldn't have necessarily made, right? But um, you know, maybe my I'll plateau back down at eighteen hundred and it'll be all good. <laughs> It's fine yeah, for me. I, I gained 20 IR, so all good. <laughs> <laughs> it was great, yeah. For me, Come join like... me at 1500, mate. Come join me at 1500. Life's good down there. For me, it's just like if I want to make the top split races in uh, on Sunday night for Skippy, I just can't risk losing it. Because especially at the moment, now that the softs are just insanely big, like I'm right on the bubble. Like I could be car 18 or car 20 or be car 1 in in um, split two by by that much and going and doing another race that 
is almost a guarantee that I'm not going to be competitive in because I don't have the skills of those other cars yet is just a big risk. And it means it like, might mean that I don't get to do SNL, which, you know, sucks. I guess it depends on your focus too. I mean, you're right. I mean, astounding this year. That was the biggest year ever. There, that big race that we had that was just, I think it was just under 5,600 strength of field. Car one in the second split was 4,400 I rating. You know, um, and that do- obviously doesn't happen every day. But when you when you're looking at, there are weeks where you need 4K to get in. Uh, it it does sort of limit you if that's going to be your focus, if that's what you want to do, if you want to branch out and do other things. And people do, and um, then maybe it's not so much of an issue. But if they can have four licenses and four different I ratings for the different categories of you know oval road, it's it's got to be easy to do i'm sorry yeah, that's, that's it's, my it's, argument if they can already divide it up like that it's only a matter of time i think why why wouldn't it be able to at least just go gt3 tcr you know that kind of stuff like it's you've already got the breakdowns for the classes like you can select in a, in a server i want to have tcr cars please like yeah it's got it's yeah. Hopefully, it's coming. I I want to say just quickly on the graphics side of things, especially with rain coming. I want Nvidia DLSS support or something that stops the CPU, or the the graphics and being so intensive, especially with triple monitors. Um, I think you need a new game engine at that point. Maybe. Uh, that's it. Let's, yeah. Let's be serious. For Christmas, you just want a new GPU, don't you, from Santa? <laughs> that would be great, but I don't even think that's going to help. Like I, I think how long they've been on this engine for? I would either like to see an, an upgrade i know we, we talk about how pretty it looks especially when you got every you got the beef behind it and and set it up right but oh i'd argue it doesn't look that pretty even on max and everything and, and my understanding is it's cpu bound as well it's single threaded it's not multi-threaded yep. and and it's it's a, a cpu that and a bit of ram too there's so. a lot of old tech in there that needs to be overhauled and 12 years old yeah and this well, maybe is they're back... working on maybe they're working on a new one we just don't know They'd have to be, um, but that's what if you could snap my fingers and have it tomorrow. That's what I'd I'd want the most because like and once again that goes back to the whole streaming um, and showing off the product to everyone. It's if I decide to stream, I I can't do it with the triple monitors and one computer. I have to have my second computer, luckily. But even if I want to run triples at fourteen forty p, like. Some of these races where there's 50 cars in it, I'm sitting at 30, 40, 50 frames, and it's it's it, it you can get away with it, but it's not as enjoyable as it would be if you're doing 120 frames. And yeah, anyway, Mate, I'm going to be controversial, and I'm going to say they're not working on a new engine. I don't reckon they are. Um, I reckon it's too big an undertaking, and they're coming out with too much new stuff all the time that they then have to port somewhere else. I reckon there'd be a gap, a significant gap of content creation before you'd see anything come out about a new engine. Mate, I could be wrong. It could be with the whole rain thing, but um, I, I don't think they're working on it. I think it's too big and they've got too many little pockets of stuff like the new eyes been there for how long and it's still yeah. not really all the way there. Um, the, the damage models being rolled out gradually, slowly, slowly, all that sort of stuff. I, don't, I just don't think they're doing it. Yeah, no, that's fair. Look, can I ask a question quickly? Were you disappointed by the amount of stuff we got for a new year one season one drop? No, I don't think so. That's pretty typical. Standard, wasn't it? Yeah. 
It is. Okay. I, I racing work in their own little world. I don't think they really have timelines <laughs> for anything, and it's just whatever you get, you get, and be happy with it. What well, have we got this about, season, guys? Oh, let's just chuck it out there. What have we got? Well, think about um, the year we just had and how hard it is to travel. Tracks are, yeah, you know, too hard, too hard. Cars, you could ship a car a lot easier than you could ship a track, I suppose. But, um, you know, maybe they could contract the work out overseas. Whatever. I think that's probably been a, a significant limiting factor. Having said that, if you're not spending the resources on doing that, what are you spending the resources on? Yeah. Brazilian yeah, stock I... cars that we still haven't seen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, I, I'm i just confused that they, they dropped weather when they did and they haven't said a thing, thing since. Like, you know, it, you you would think you would start putting out, okay, so this is what the timeline currently is, especially when you're getting close to a, year, a season one patch. You're like, okay, well, we're not, definitely not getting it ready now, guys, but here's a progress update or anything like that. And the way they announced the rain too was just like on a stream. Oh, by the way, this is... We, we, we were doing this. The biggest announcement <laughs> they've probably had in years and <laughs> just kind of slided out there. Yeah, well, yeah. They, so they, they work on a quarterly development cycle, right? Yeah. So I don't think the, the, the cut over a year necessarily makes as much of a difference as that, that cycle of development. Um, it'll be they'll have a sticker on a Gantt chart somewhere that says, or a milestone on a Gantt chart that says this is when we want to drop it and that'll shift and obviously it'll shift to the right uh, and it's why they don't, they don't why they don't announce stuff, I guess, regularly or be, give regular updates. Can't be that far away because they did when they originally dropped it. They said, hopefully by the end of the year, didn't they? Or am I just thinking that? I don't know, but again, in those sorts of things, they might find critical defects. They might yeah. find critical things that that you need to then work out, and and because you can't release it half baked. I don't know about you guys. Uh, how many of you remember the when they released the the new tire model? to the skips and the new damage model to the skips and we were essentially beta testers for a year, year and a half. And it, the, the skippy community, some of the really old school guys, they just up and left. Like that guy I said was 4,400 to car number one in the second split for our biggest one. He was an all-time old school skippy driver who just went, yeah, stuff this, I'm out. Some of the really big names just up and left. Um, so maybe they've, re- I don't know if that had an impact on them or not, but maybe they're thinking about how they do things. Yeah. I don't know, it's interesting to see, but let's go. Let's start wrapping this thing up. We've been here for two hours. Ira came on for a 20 minute interview and then <laughs> he's here for the whole thing. Um, we've done pretty much all the highlights and stuff like that. Let's let's start actually, McKellar, mate. What what have you got planned for next year? Anything big? Anything, anything happening? Uh, yeah, look, we're back on the second, so round four of the skips for Sunday Night Lights, which if I look at my calendar is the Sunday the 9th of January, uh, round four, uh, and we'll do three drop rounds this season, but come and check us out uh, on Top Split TV on Twitch uh, at that stage. Um, uh, and then hopefully, I don't expect us to be as big as last season, but it'd be great if we could continue to see some of that community support. Other than that, uh, I, I plan to do some more skips. Uh, I plan to have another crack at uh, the Aussie car skip barber and some F3s. Uh, the tin tops is tempting for that first season, but uh, as yet undecided time notwithstanding. So, yeah, mate, hope, looking forward to a new season ahead. Excellent. AJ, mate, beating Cam Dance or not? Uh, yeah, I'll be back for the skips, most likely, I think. Um 
Yeah, no, Skip's going to give Skip's a go. You're going to give uh, the Tin Tops a go as well, I think, um, purely because I did so rubbish in them the other week. I just want to try and master that car because I don't want it to beat me. Um, and, and yeah, maybe looking to do a bit of F3s um, as well with Alex. We'll, we'll get those back out because we had a bit of a crack in the... F3 Australia League a little while ago, and that was that was interesting. And yeah, it's a good fun car to drive, especially after you've just driven a, a, a front wheel drive touring car and you're getting the F3, and you're like, oh, it actually turns around a corner now. <laughs> um, if anyone wants to keep up with you, we asked this before, you got nowhere. What people can't keep up with you, can they? <laughs> no, we'll, we'll, uh, I think I think that's going to be different in the next coming seasons. Okay, cool. No problems. Now, Ira, you've got a um, big year ahead, dare I say. What, what have you got? What are you, what are you excited about in that year, mostly? And where can people find that content? Yeah, so best place to go, obviously, for all the Aussie Car stuff is just the website, aussiecar.net, and the links to everything, Facebook, Discord, and all that. And there's a lot of results on there, too. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, it's going to be a big year. So, obviously... Um, the turbo touring cars kick off January, same week as, uh, Alex is kicking off again. Um, and yeah, and then, so that is actually season seven. It's going to be an eight week season. And then the skips, obviously season 12, um, will be a six week season. And then, um, probably actually after Christmas, um, yeah, I've set up my new camera and stream. So I'll be streaming my, my, most of my racing next year, I think, and, I'm going to try and do some officials as well um, and not necessarily most for the results like I don't really have any goals like 2k or whatever I think I'm just under that but it's mainly really seat time because um, I think well you guys know but a lot of other listeners probably don't know that I bought a cart to go back racing next year just club stuff so the first year the goal is just some club events to get our eye back in and get some data and then the second year we might do some bigger races so I'll be definitely using the iRacing as a tool. So like a training tool sort of thing as, you know, seat time. Cause I know as well, like I'm not stupid, right? I'm 49. I'm going to be racing 18 year olds. Um, but I've started a, like a fitness program training pretty much five days a week. Cause I need, I need to be fit to give myself the best chance and be sharp. So the Skippy and probably the F3 is the best car for that. So I'm going to start doing my four, at least four Skippy, races a week and you might even see me apparently uh, these sunday night races are pretty popular so <laughs> i'm uh, half thinking about making um it sort of fits my schedule pretty good so i might start doing some of them um and maybe do try and do four f3s and then the tin tops i probably won't do any officials i'll just stick to aussie car because that'll be enough commitment anyway um so yeah and then yeah hitting the cart track run and tag restricted one two fives mediums I'll make the weight for mediums. So, yeah, they're usually pretty good fields over here. And mainly, yeah, just trying to up my racing. And I'll be literally treating it like training, like putting a schedule together. Because I think for streaming too, to have good success, it helps if you have the same time slot every week. Plus, just as a human, I just work better with routine. And I know, okay, Monday morning or Saturday or whatever it is, I'm going to do a couple. This is it. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's me for next year. Excellent. Um, Braden, I'll, I'll, I'll finish with you before I go to me. What do you got planned? Yeah, nothing specific. Just probably <clears throat> return back to, to Aussie Car Skip Barbers and have another crack at that. 
try and work out my time so I'm not rubbish at uh, TCRs and and not as good as I should be in the uh, skiffies. So um, it'd be interesting to see how I balance that. Um, try and branch out, do a couple of the big special special events like the Daytona 24 and uh, Bathurst 12 hour and things like that. Be cool if we can get a couple of those um, ticked off and yeah, just try and stream a little bit more and put some more content out on, on the YouTube channel just because it's enjoyable to, to go back and have a watch of things. Um, and yeah, it's just uh, nice to have a few memories of races and things. It's cool to be able to go back and look at them after if it's not necessarily for everyone else, but just for myself. Yeah, definitely. Um, where can people find you? Oh yeah, uh, twitch.tv slash the1dwade um, and the YouTube channel is also just the1dwade and uh, talking about all things Ashes at the moment uh, on Twitter, so at Braden Talks. Definitely Joe Root, poor guy. Why not you doing that for a while? <laughs> um, look, what we've got planned for next year, I don't know as far as the podcast goes. Like I've, I've mentioned it before, what's happening with that. Uh, I would like to do a lot more, but we'll see on that. Um, I do want to do a fundraiser. We did two last year, fairly successful, one day only, sort of bit of a lead up to them. Uh, I am eyeing off this full month of fundraisers, um, of fundraiser, so over a few different enduros. Uh, so we're looking, obviously, Daytona 2400, uh, 2400 the 24-hour um, I am also looking at doing the Daytona 500 myself with Anne's car, if not the official. Um, and we're, I'm looking right now at the artwork for the Bathurst 12 hour on the February on February the 6th with OSR. So rather than the official one, uh, the OSR one. So, um, however, that is very close to the all th- all two of those things. So there's pretty much three weekends in a row in three or at least three out of four there where. Um, I may have to get some brownie points up, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, but definitely looking at doing more stuff like that, looking at getting more content out on the Facebook since I fell away from that last couple of months, uh, more streams because I fell away from that in the last couple of months, um, more racing, different things. So I think I mentioned it before, Anne's car, big crack at that this year. Um, also a big crack at, um, well, not a big crack, but I just, I, I still think the V8s and the, and the TCR will be sort of a, um, side project for me, but that'll be keeping me, um, Buzz has, Buzz has been racing for us in the V8s on his own for a fair while. So it'll be good to, to get in there and race, race with someone, give him someone to race with, even though I'll probably be down the back of the field, but I'm uh, pretty excited about doing those couple of things. As I've said before, V8s was where I wanted to get to and, um, yeah, that's going to be good to actually finally have the confidence to race them. Um, but, yeah, like I said, thank you, everyone, for a really good 2021. Um, it's been phenomenal uh, from where we started as a bit of a throw-together thing to now um, to where we are is, is mind-blowing and obviously the team. So thank you, everyone. Get all our content at Locked On Lads on Facebook, Locked On Lads on Twitch, Locked On Lads by T on YouTube. Um lockedonlads.com slash discord get in there and have some fun with us in here um, but other than that thank you for a great 2021 we'll see you in about three weeks time um in the middle of january is when we return and yeah thank you Merry all Christmas. you guys for, yes thank you all you guys for for being legends and joining us every week when you can so
Merry Christmas all. Have a good one and we'll see you in the new year. Bye now.